Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch. We have the lovely and talented cat, that's C-A-T, speaking softly and carrying a big stick. Cat, what's up? Hey, how y'all doing? We've been found on Stitcher. Oop, no Stitch this year. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcasts. Our other places you can find us are Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow. Um, we've got two major cities in the United States we're going to shout out. One is Houston, Texas. Known as the Bayou City, Space City, H-Town, or 713. It is also one of the most um, ethnically and racially diverse cities in the United States. I've seen a lot of food shows going there, getting way different types of food to try out from all over the world. Our other town is Louisville, Kentucky. It is known for being the home of Muhammad Ali. Kentucky Derby, and the, also the Louisville Slugger. I also think you might be able to get a decent little sip of bourbon from there. I like bourbon. You like bourbon. Anyway, giving y'all a round of applause. All right, alcohol is never forgotten here on the back porch. You know, a few drinks has never made a man better. But it has made many a man think he was better. And today I'm just doing a few Amigo beers, Dos Equis, Amber. I like it with a lime. Cat, what you got? Um, I just watched Saltburn this week, and and everybody seems to love that uh, movie. You can find it on Prime. Um, having the Jacob Elori bathtub cocktail. Wow, it does look like what I saw on the TV. You got a frozen glass no it's uh some coconut around the rim wow impressive all right today we're going to look at the college bowl system very tasty mm. the college oh, bowl look season. it up sorry okay i'm gonna begin again as rem said all right so the bowl season just wrapped up and let's see, national championship game. We had Michigan winning the national championship over Washington. And um, let's see, Michigan, even though I think their coach was suspended for the last three games because this, they got caught stealing signs from the other teams. It was cheating. Cheating and, uh Magically, nobody mentioned that during the whole broadcast of that game or when they were holding up the trophy. Nobody said Harbaugh's a cheater. Anyway, it was the assistant coach. It's always the assistant. No, I didn't know anything about it. Anyway, the college bowl system. I'm going to go ahead and rip this thing a new one for about 15, so just sit on back and oh, take God. it in. Sorry, um, You know, we're throwing millions of dollars around like monopoly money for participating in bowl games that let's see when they show the fiesta i don't know i don't even know the name the names have changed to protect the innocent it, there's like six people it's crickets nobody's at the game nobody gives a shit now this year they uh spent 1.4 billion dollars and i bet not one of you listening wasted five seconds watching any of it I mean, hell, we, we were sports fans around here. We're trying. We're trying. 
but it's hard, very hard. I, I take it back. We did watch JMU. James Madison University is a school, what, about three hours from here? Two and a half. Two and a half. All right. They were in a bowl game for the first time, James Madison University, and pretty and got their asses handed to them by Air Force. That's right. Air Force and their triple option offense made the 11-1 Dukes look like a bunch of punk bitches. I told you I wasn't going to cuss anymore. Now, the Dukies didn't really appear to even be trying to even stop the outdated offense of the Air Force. And why would they? Okay, James Madison, they took the field with a quarterback who I'm not even going to mention because he's not worth mentioning. He's decided to transfer out of Madison after going 11-1 and and putting them in their first bowl game. And then the head coach of James Madison, two seconds after their last game, decided he was piecing out to go to Indiana. So why would the rest of the team at JMU give two rips about putting their best effort out there on the field when the two most important people on the team just basically told you, you don't matter? Okay, so I watched the transfer portal quarterback, whatever his name is for JMU. Now he threw three touchdown passes, but if you watch the guy, dude's body language was so bad. It, 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 he was screaming, I really don't want to be here and I cannot wait for this thing to be over. Now let's get to the coach, Kurt Signetti, if that's how you say it. Dude looks like he needs a sig. Okay. Ease up, Kurt. It's just a football game. Okay, you got to see this dude's act on the sidelines. He has this angry look on his face all the time. He's all serious. He's like pacing up and down the sidelines with his headset on like he's directing, I don't know, operations on a naval air, aircraft carrier or something. I mean, nice forehead too, Kurt. I mean, things the size of a billboard. We should stick something up there that says, the billboard would say, uh, I'm an asshole. That's what it should say, right on his forehead. Good luck at Indiana, Kurt. Um, hopefully he loses every game this year. You know, sadly, this is the way college football is going. It's me, myself, and I. Screw the school. Screw the fans. Screw my teammates. Did anybody get a taste of the Florida State? Uh, Florida State played Georgia. Now, this, <laughs> this is the one that rocked the boat, okay? I, I believe they had 14 players who told the Orange Bowl to suck it. It might have been more. I, I don't know. Now, Florida State is playing Georgia. And they don't have, what was it? Uh, this wasn't the, like, the Duke's Mayo Bowl or the Pop-Tart Bowl. There is a Pop-Tart Bowl, isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> this was the Orange Bowl, okay, televised on CBS. And all the good players from Florida State uh, or th that are, were either transferring or or 
entering the NFL draft said hell no to a major blow game. It, it's, it's, it's insane. Now, this has been going on in college football for a few years now, but now it's completely out of control. Okay, when these college punks first started piecing out of bowl games, they would like lie and say they were hurt. Um, now they just straight up and tell you to your face, they're not playing. You know, the whole thing, we all know it. They're right at the finish line, right? They don't want to get hurt and miss out on millions of dollars. Okay. Maybe I understand it. Maybe I don't. Now, here's my point. Now, you're on Florida State's football team. you got to play Georgia. All, the, all your good players have pieced out of the game. So now the second and third string dudes, they got to go out there and play. And they haven't seen a snap all year long. And coach comes up and goes, uh, yeah, uh, you're, you're starting inside linebacker today in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. Where Georgia's offensive line, I mean, these dudes, it's like a wall. They're all 6'6", 340. How would you like to get a taste of that? Okay, that, that's coming at you, your first game, first game ever. Get your ass out there and go up against Georgia. It's freaking, I, I don't know what to say about it. It's just freaking crazy. But because they don't have anybody else to put out there, get on out there and take your ass whipping. And let's see, Florida State got rickrolled. 63 to 3. <laughs> okay. How did that taste? Now, everyone turned off the television. As a fan of, of any of these major college football teams, how can you root for this shit? Okay. Now, now back in the day, say you were a Virginia Tech Hokie fan and you follow the new recruits coming in each year. You know, you got the third-ranked quarterback out of Texas high school area coming in. You got the number two quarterback out of the state of Virginia coming in. And, you know, as a freshman, sophomore, you can kind of follow these dudes along, their progression, you know, into their starting role, maybe as juniors and seniors. That shit's over. Okay, these college punks who think their shit don't stink, they don't stay anywhere. For no freaking four years. Well, no. They said that the NFL, the starting ages of the draft people are a little older this year because they're sticking around because there's money being offered while you're in college. They're sticking around, but they're playing one year at Auburn, one year at Alabama, what, just trying to pump up the resume. Okay. okay. Th- that's all they're doing. I mean, I, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about as a, as a sports fan. Okay. How do you sit there? And root for this crap and get behind it. I don't care if you're an alumni or what. I, I don't get it. I mean, the thing is just a roller coaster ride of dudes piecing in and out each year. You know, as far as the bowl system goes, the only two that matter are the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. And, and that's it, the final four. But, of course, the NCAA, NCAA which is all about making bank. So here in 2024, they're going to start with the new 20, no, 12-team format, which has nothing to do with placating the schools 
who were crying every year because they didn't get in the playoffs. That new 12-team system, it's all about mo money, mo money, and okay. mo money. That's all it is. So we started with the Rose Bowl in 1902, right? And then we had a few more bowls. And then eventually the expansion has gotten so far that this year we had 42 bowls. 42 bowl games. That can- nobody pays any attention to. Nothing. Now, the schools want to get in. Right. You only, you have to win six games. That's it. And you get in, you get in a bowl game. I mean, and, what was the one that Tech was in? Was like the Armed Forces Bowl or whatever? Uh, they, we couldn't keep up with the names. Again, they're going to have to start playing these bowl games. Like, let one of the teams be a home team. Right. At least to get 10 people to watch the damn thing. When they put this crap on TV, they won't even really show the stands, just the bottom tier, because there's nobody there. Well, Annapolis looked like a freaking tornado went through there while they were playing. I don't know. You know, what gets me about these college dudes is you should see these facilities that they're, they're living in. And I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm putting a point out there. The, the big schools, you're, you wouldn't believe, or maybe you would. The football players, they don't go to class. Probably the baseball players don't go to class. Probably now the lacrosse players don't go to class. They sit in front of a lapper in a condo and click a button or get their girlfriend to come over and take the test for them. That's school. Now it's time to eat. Do they go to the dining hall? You damn wrong no, they no. do not. They got these I own thought- places that look like a sports bar. Okay, these dudes are chilling. I follow a nutritionist on TikTok who's a nutritionist for the football team or her major college. And it's incredible. All the shit she needs to do. She's get you know, she's giving them food to take back to the dorm. She's making sure they're all their food while they're at the bowl game is is the way it's supposed to be. It's crazy. Look up, just, I'm not picking on Georgia, just look it up, Georgia's sports facilities, and take that little tour on your little lapper there. It'll blow your freaking mind. But what the point I'm trying to make is, these dudes are getting an education, and that's one thing, by the way, you don't even hear about anymore. When they used to show the college punks up on the television screen, they would go, majoring in academic uh, scholarship and you don't hear it not one word about any kind of schooling going on anymore in college with these athletes that shit is over but here they go i, I know people have ran this up the flagpole like many times even the major coaches are they're getting they're living in a condo they're supposedly getting an education dudes are eating in four-star restaurants, basically, on the right there where they're at. And then they pop up each year and go, mm, you know what? I don't think I'm going to play. That, that's the thank you you get for kissing their ass the whole time they were there. They pop up and look you right in the face and go, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I'm going to play here anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else. College sports, uh, this shit, it's just, crook, it's just as crooked as professional sports. I mean, college sports, what, it was good, clean, fun, right? You're rooting for your school, you know, maybe your ACC 
championship team, you know, you're rooting for them, UVA, Duke or something, you know, rooting for your school to win the Big Ten championship. Hell, the Big Ten now has got 14 schools in it. Um, the college, they're also piecing out of the conferences. That shit's gotten bad shit crazy. The, the whole thing's a joke. You know, look, the, the college punch transferring left and right, schools leaving conferences left and right, it's just, it's a big mess. College sports, it, it sucks right now, okay? Me and the wife, he used to watch, not anymore, again. Remember when we were kids, he would have the Cotton Bowl, it would be a big parade, or the Rose Bowl parade, or... There was always Orange Bowl always had a great halftime show because Disney was involved. <laughs> it was great. They would have a, these beautiful lights and everything. All of that's a gone, gone deal. You know. It's commercials, players getting paid. And like I said, college sports, it's like the rest of this world, baby. It's me, myself, and I. All right, let's roll right into one tough son of a Oh, he was, too. Francis Bacon. Francis Bacon. Write it down. Born in 1561 from London, England. English philosopher. Uh, Worked his way into the English Parliament. Right. Became Lord Chancellor under James I. He was knighted. Francis Bacon put natural philosophy or the study of nature and the physical universe in the forefront. Right. Developed the scientific method, which really the beginning of science. Pretty much introduced the world to science. That's what Francis Bacon did. Advances Um, in natural philosophy and influence in political thought. Well, see... those old cats back, brilliant cats way, way back in the day, they they didn't limit themselves to one category. You know, he laid out his man. ideas in science, religion, law, all of that. Renaissance man. You know, if it wasn't for Francis Bacon, we may not be sitting here in just west of Richmond right now. He played right. a major role in establishing uh, the British colonies, especially in Virginia. Right. Um, Thomas Jefferson. The third president of the United States once said, Francis Bacon, John Locke, and Sir Isaac Newton are the three greatest men to have ever lived. No discussion. And that makes Francis Bacon one tough son of a bitch. All right. Did we watch the Golden Globes or what are we watching? Oh, no, we didn't. You watched a little bit of this with me and I kind of had to explain it, but that's okay. Um, I watched the Buccaneers that was on Apple TV. It was a period drama written by Catherine Jakeways about the, based on the unfinished novel of the same name by the American novelist, Edith Wharton, uh, published posthumously in 1938. It's set in the 1870s, involves five, uh, very ambitious young women who have gone to London to try and get a duke or a duchess or something. And I kind of had explained to Steve what this was like. Um, let's see. Back in, from like the 1870s up to World War One, 200 American daughters of millionaires, millionaires, 
went to London to try and be part of British aristocracy. I called them hoes. No, they were called the do- the American Dollar Princesses. It was a great um, fancy way of saying tricks. Tricks. These were ladies. They were trying to find get their way up into the world and become part of British. You know, their parents. The women had the money. The aristocracy had crumbling castles and they didn't have any money. So they wanted these chicks to roll on over, bring their American dollars. I will say it's very intriguing. Very intriguing. <laughs> to watch. I mean, Ginny Jerome, which who was uh, uh, Winston Churchill's mother, was a dollar princess. She married Lord Re- Randolph Churchill, the third son of the Duke of Marlborough. And became, and you know, and eventually he dies of syphilis because he's screwing one of the maids or whatever. But eventually we get Winston Churchill from one of these unions. Anyway, so far I was very familiar with the Buccaneers because PBS had done a version back in the 1990s that I really liked. And so far it's good. It kind of shows the limitations that these ladies have and choices in life and kind of being pushed into one of these situations. And the Gilded Age on uh, HBO, they have one character that's going to probably go this way and become a dollar princess. Anyway, it's very good. It does go a little bit like Bridgerton, where they're using music that doesn't match the time period and stuff. And some of the language isn't always, you know, exactly the same. But it kind of shows the spirit of these American girls coming over and kind of Changing, hooking up, up. Ch- changing things up there <laughs> in England and trying to be an. It's not bad. What's it on? It's on Apple TV. Oh. The Buccaneers. Can Check we, it out. Is there anything on regular TV? Everything's Apple and Netflix and who? <laughs> the rest or, of it's gone. So. Or go to CBS work. Your career's going to die. Oh, heard that. Anyway, give it a check it out. Yeah, that one did pretty. Look pretty good. I watched a little. All right. After that, we need a drink. Let's get the party started. This shot is called the Snowbird. Love the name. Because right now it is freaking cold. And we need to do some shots and warm up a little bit. In your shaker filled with ice, add one shot of Canadian whiskey. I say use Canadian mist. I did drink a lot of that stuff back in the day. One (laughs) One shot of Canadian mist. A half shot of Drambouille. A half shot of triple sec. Very simple. Very easy. Kat's got us a couple here. Put those three ingredients in your shaker. Shake the shit out of it. And bam, you got the snowbird. All right. It looks pretty good. Let's give it a go. Cheers, baby. My ice rattling. Mm, That's pretty good. I'm down with the snowbird. Of course, I like anything whiskey. Oh, thank you, Kat. Very tasty. Give the snowbird a try. All right. Today, we were bumpered in. With a cool, cool lady. She likes to call herself Cat Power. 52 years old from Atlanta, Georgia. ATL. Kat, her real name is uh, Charlene Marie Marshall. Right. Um, she got what's... the Cat Power name. I remember they used to be have these little trucker's hats that had Cat Power Diesel. Yeah, Caterpillar. You know, Caterpillar, the... right. That's where she got the name from. No way. Yes way. Wow. Okay. Taught herself to play guitar. 
kind of banged around the Atlanta club scene, what, in the 90s, right. and then moved to New York. Recorded a couple albums with Steve Shelley, the drummer for Sonic Youth. All the while still working in restaurants, babysitting, just grinding, trying to get out there. She's been with, she's worked with different people, Iggy Pop, uh, David Bowie, Lana Del Rey. People love her because she's she's different. She's great. She's different. She's always been known to put a little twist on cover songs. Oasis Wonderwall is one. Uh, she kind of made her own. Today we were bumpered in with a song called He Wore. Her next concert is going to be February 12th. Cat Power sings Dylan at the, it's a redo of something from the Albert Royal Royal, Albert Royal Hall concert. Uh, Instead, she's really going to be in Red Bank, New Jersey, at the Hackensack Mittering Health Theater there at Count Basie Center. Yes. Check out. Singing Dylan. um, Again. Nothing else. She does like to do other people's stuff, but with the way she does it, it, it she kind of takes it over. Got her own spin. I like it. Check out Cat Power wherever you get your music. I thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. And we will see you all down the road. See ya.